0: Good evening. Today is Monday, January 29th, 2024, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter, or step rather, is step nine, and our speaker tonight is Kendall. Take it away, Kendall.
1: Hi, good evening. My name is Kendall, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, Glad to be on with you all today. Thank you for everyone who's doing service in the meeting. Uh, Thank you all for being here for the meeting. Uh, This really helps strengthen my recovery. Um, Just take a second here. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. (sighs) Okay. Um, In preparing to talk about uh, step nine, uh, I thought it would be appropriate uh, when looking at the When looking at the text to talk about my most recent experience and travel through the steps. Uh, I recently completed going through the uh, 12 steps again for the third time, uh, about six months ago. And, uh, when I think about the ninth step, I think about amends. I think about the concept of, so the spiritual concept associated with step nine is love and, uh, just briefly coming through the steps, you know. Uh, just to briefly get current, you know, I am two years and it'll be two years and five months on February fourth, uh, and uh, weight loss of about uh, 148 pounds, um, and I'm about literally at the halfway mark in my physical recovery. Uh, sometimes it feels like it's never going anywhere, but I have to remember that November 11, 2020, was when I started come in a program and uh it's really been a it's really been a gift my life has really gotten better and better because of working the steps the two parts of the fellowship and the 12 steps and getting connected to my higher power and so uh for for those looking for hope i i hope that uh that we can all find hope in the steps Uh, i really do think my life has been changed um in working the steps, I did just want to briefly also talk about just you know the importance of making amends, is because of all of the stuff and all of the ways that I practiced my disease in all of my affairs. Uh, so you know, being powerless, coming to believe in a power greater than myself, and then when I took step three, that was remi- that was my agreement to take steps four through nine, and so. Just to be clear as well, I, I wrote down, I happened to when I finished it, I wrote down a list of a bunch of my character defects. And so some of the amends I'm going to talk about are these based on my pride, based on my dishonesty, and based on my greed, and also based on my intolerance, particularly of intolerance of other people's views, fighting about other people's views, or some of, my, uh, or some of the things that I did. Um, there were many other things. I found 20. Things And this is the third time through. Um, the other reason I'm pointing this out is that uh, also some of the things that I, uh, that I made amends for, uh, I actually held on to for the first two times through the steps. There were a few things that I was unwilling to tell my sponsor and there were things that I was unwilling to deal with in real time. And I kept fighting with those things and saying, oh, that wasn't that big a deal. And they would come up a little bit before I would wake up at night. And so my spiritual, uh, spiritual formation for me in recovery has taken a lot of time and it's still taking some work. But dishonesty was really a, a big part of my character. Uh, I, used, I think I learned how to lie before I started eating. Uh, lying, creating perception about the world—all of those things was before the food, and so knocking that idea down about being a, being a normal eater, being just regular in society, so to speak—that took a lot of work, and it still takes a lot of work. I still have a very warped uh, perception sometimes of the world, and I need fellows, I need my sponsor, and I need outreach to get right-sized about problems. Sometimes things are much bigger, a much bigger deal in my head than they are in real life. And sometimes they're, I'm not making a big deal enough of, of them and uh, that there's more work for me to do. Um, so one of those lines, uh, so on page 76, it says, uh, it's really important for me, it said, remember it was agreed at the beginning that we would go to any lengths for recovery over alcohol or over food. So it's just a reminder that, so some of the things that I had to do were pretty uncomfortable. Uh, one of the amends, that I want to talk about is um, it has to do. Well, I'm sorry. Actually, one of the other in um, one of the other character defects was gossip. It was a big one. in My step uh, uh, brought me into the rooms. Um, was sort of the character assassination that I would commit against people. There was someone that I had to make an amends to uh, that I um, I had said something about. I had said something uh, behind their back. That it was a it was a nickname that stuck, and I, and it, it it made this particular person not like the laughing stock. I would not make it that big a deal, but everyone remembered this nickname and would call this person this nickname to me, and I felt at the time I felt validated, like I like I felt like I fit in teasing somebody else. But what happened was, as I was working the steps, I realized I felt really bad about what I said, and. People remembered this thing for years and remembered this nickname that I called this person for years. And so um, with this person, uh, I had to remember that, uh, that I was a sick person. And also, I have to remember, though, too, that some of the patterns that I'd practiced, particularly... In when I gave away my step five, which is a reminder that I think about when I think about love, there's you know there's a well well known thing to talk about: do unto others as they would do unto you. Maybe you've heard someone say something like that. I really found that recovery, my amends, I was making amends because uh, I was doing unto others that had been done to me. So things that had been done to me, I was doing those to other people. Uh, a lot of I was practicing that. And so I was not showing love for other people, and through gossip. And and so, um, so one of the so one of the things is I also what was important about this particular person. We had had some contentious conversations before. I didn't really like them, and when I really got to the bottom of it, I didn't want to make an amends to them because I felt like they deserved it. And I thought I I thought I was equal in this, but it was really important that. Uh, You know, so this line on 77, it says, it may be he has done more harm than we have done him. And though we may have acquired a better attitude toward him, we are still not too keen about admitting our faults. I did not want to go to this person about it, but I also, what was weighing on me spiritually was, I felt I couldn't put this idea down. I couldn't pray about it away. I would write about it. and When I finally talked to my sponsor about it, and got willing to make this amend, I realized that I didn't want to play Russian roulette with these things in my life. At some point, I was concerned that I would eat over this, and I didn't want to go back. And for for me, anytime that something comes up spiritually, if I don't address it, uh, I have to clear this. I have to clear the. I have to clear the way. I have to clear the road. I have to keep that open channel. I can't afford these types of things living in my life. And so I finally made the amends. um, And what I will share is in that experience, I kept it very, um, I kept it really simple. I shared what I was going to say to my sponsor. uh, And he made a couple of corrections because a couple of things, I was taking another bite of the apple, so to speak. I said, oh, we were engaged in this conversation and I mentioned what he had said to me first before I talked behind his back. And what I realized was, no, that's not a part of the amends. The amends is for me, but it's also my side of the street. And so I had to really stay clear about that. And so I made the amends. And you know, uh, on page uh, on page seventy eight, something that was really true for me, I was calm. Uh, so it says, if our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. Uh, so. I made the amends and the resentment I had had for this person that had harbored for so many years just melted away. It was almost as if just saying what I had done, we had rekindled a friendship. Uh, And, you know, he had, and I also, what really kind of got to me is he had particularly, he would forgiven me. Uh, He had heard about what I had said and said, Oh, well, you know, I know you were, and he somehow he knew, I was going through a hard time because of all the struggles that I was having with my own recovery. He had, you know, this person had known me well enough to know that I'd been on many diets. And, and so we had some small conversation about, you know, me being in recovery and just saying, this is a part of my sobriety. And, uh, he was very understanding and compassionate in that space. And so that was where some healing came was that people were showing me more grace than I had shown them. Um, some of the other things, uh, so that was a particularly powerful amend for me when talking about someone, particularly with gossip. Uh, another thing that came up for me, most alcoholics owe money. Uh, it wasn't because I just owed money, I stole money. And I was unwilling to make, I was unwilling to admit that for years because pride, pride showed up in this because I, pride and, and vanity, it's, I'm not a type of person to steal. Uh, you know, I would say these types of things. I'm not this kind of person, but I was because I did. It was easy access money. A friend of mine had trusted me with a bunch of un, like unorganized bills to help take care of his place while I watched his place and I spent this money. Uh, and what was really hard for me was this. I was I was worried more that uh, I was worried. I was making excuses like I was going to ruin our friendship uh, if I made this amends. Uh, but it was built on f- false pretenses. I was really, and I am still, thank God, I'm still actually in this person's life. You know, his, him and his wife are going to have a baby and we stay in contact. He's one of my closest friends. And, but I stole this money from him. And I, for a decade, I could not even, every time he would call, I would get a little anxious, like, oh, this is when the other shoe drops. He's going to know I took the money. Like years had passed. And when I finally made the amends to him, he did something that really did bring me nearly to tears, which was just, you know, he knew that I was moving for a new job because I just made this. Uh, I just made this amends, but I had to give him the money. He was like, man, you don't need to pay me. You know, like, don't you have some, you know, these things coming up? And I was like, it really kind of ripped me to shreds. It really made me feel bad. Again, I was given, it was afforded some grace that I did not, I didn't feel that I deserved, but something that this program teaches me is that it's not about what I think I deserve anyway, because God loves me and there's really nothing I can do about it. And grace is freely given. So some people have given me grace and some people are tapped into God that don't have to work this 12 step program like me. And it's really, that's really been a gift. Um, So, you know, and I, and the other thing was that too, like on page 79, it says, uh, they're talking about this story um, about the guy with, who had not paid alimony to his first wife. But where I really took uh, took account for it was uh, the line that says, it would have been impressive heroics if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. I had created this whole big story in my head when I make these amends that, you know, it was going to It was going to melt away problems, and these people were going to see how, you know, my vanity was actually showing up in this as well. Like, these people are going to see that I'm a changed man when I make this amends. They're going to see how different I am. And so, but really, what another experience that I had was I made an amends to someone for an argument that we had had some years ago, and they actually completely forgot about the conversation. So I was the only person that was carrying anything about the situation around. Um, another, another thing, well, another one, uh, this actually goes back to page 78. Uh, Sometimes the man we are calling upon admits his own fault, so feuds of years standing melt away in an hour. So I had a, a situation where uh, I had wronged someone and they had wronged me back we had another yet another argument is a kind of a common theme for me is the intolerance of other people's views. Um, And this person I found out actually was in recovery as well. Um, I found out they were in recovery as well. They were in recovery in about the same time that we were having those fights. I wasn't, but they were. And so they were dealing with some of their own spiritual maladies. And so we, we united over that. Um, Another, uh, another issue that I had was actually with, uh, in terms of, I would consider this kind of a debtor's one for me uh, uh, was uh, as a, you know, part of, what I was uh, part of one of my, um, my employment, uh, I was working for someone and, uh, I was doing some contract work and this person had hired me to do some specific work and greed showed up because I took a bunch of other small freelance gigs around this job and I missed a deadline. Uh, and I took on this work and I started to prioritize this other person's work. I owed him an amends because I didn't do what he asked me to do and he paid me anyway. And I kept the money. Even though I know on my side, I didn't do the work he hired me for. And so I kept that money for a long time. And I just, I couldn't hold on to it anymore. I, every time I thought about this particular person that I was working for, it just kept showing up. It just kept showing up. It was like God was like, every time every time I would open my social media or I would read something or I would talk to another friend, I would, I would think about this person who had employed me. And they just kept popping up kind of like when, like you see a certain type of car on the road, and you just can't, and you just keep seeing that car over and over again. I started seeing this person, and I had to make this amends. And so I, you know, I talked to my wife. We talked, we we talked it through, and I paid. And he immediately accepted the money because he also understood the importance of amends because he was in recovery. Uh, and so what I found was just that so many people have God has shown me that there are so many paths back to grace and back to being in right relationship
2: five minutes
1: thank you acknowledged um that there are so many ways back to god's grace um i want to spend um a little bit of time talking about well one other thing actually was uh, a line that's really important that's that's been really important for me is on page um is on page 82 um, it says, uh, well, there there are two things. One, it says sometimes we hear an alcoholic say that the only thing he needs to do is to keep sober. Certainly, he must keep sober, for there will be no home if he doesn't. But he is yet a long way from making good to the wife or parents for whom whom for years he has so shockingly treated. Um, even though in the first two trips through the through my amends, I had made amends to my wife and to uh, and to my family, to my family members. Uh, This line directly connects to the top of the next paragraph, which says, the alcoholic is like a tornado roaring his way through the lives of others. Um, Just have to remember that I've had a a destructive path with my dishonesty, um, my controlling, manipulation was a big one for me. I used to call it, uh, I guess other things, I used to call manipulation people-pleasing. What I found was that people-pleasing is manipulation when I am good I would do this thing where I would do things for people and expect that they would do something for me. So a lot of my relationships were transactional. And when those expectations were broken, I often abandoned people. I would write them off or I would start saying things behind their backs. And that's a part of that amends process. Those are things I had to clean up. Um, And just for the last couple of minutes, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, what's been really important for me in the ninth step has been these two things. One, Uh, We should be sensible, sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile or scraping. As God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. So it was important for me to know that getting in right relationship with people didn't mean that I was placing them above me. It meant that I was making sure that God was above me and that I was humble enough to know that I, I had to get right with what I was doing. And it didn't really, it wasn't. Re, it's a reflection of building character and not tearing down character. I used to look at making the amends process as being humiliating, but humility and love connect, connect me to my, to my fellows. Um, and I just wanna spend the last couple of minutes talking a little bit about the promises, just where they are in my life right now. Um, I do, I do comprehend the word serenity, but I don't currently know all of the peace that I would like to. I still fight about a lot of things, particularly fear of financial insecurity. That's led me to another fellowship. So I just found I have a spiritual malady around other things, around the ideas of money, abundance, working, whatever it is, right? Like, I just, I have other problems, but there's more work to do. And I'm grateful for another. Minutes. Thank you. I'm grateful for another uh opportunity for growth today. Like in this moment, I'm grateful for it. I wasn't when I went to a meeting earlier today. uh, That was actually angering. You know, I was just thinking, man, another program, like another program, but I'm thankful that I've access to that and know that I can continue my healing process in God's grace. Um, The, the feeling of uselessness and self pity have disappeared. I do feel that I'm more useful Uh, in society. I feel that I can be of help and be of service to people. And that's a real gift for someone who is constantly thinking about himself. Uh, It's really been a, it's been a pleasure to work with people, to watch people recover. And that's not something that I thought that I was going to have an opportunity to do. Um, I am intuitively knowing to handle situations which used to baffle me particularly talking to family has gotten better and better for me and knowing how to show up for myself, how to avoid arguments before they even begin by just immediately going to be of service. There are certain ways that God has just shown up for me and has improved my life tenfold. Uh, Also, just knowing that sometimes the best thing to say is nothing. Um that's not that's God's intuition that is not mine. I insert myself into every problem and try to blow things up. That's my style of life, but God is, you know, I react to the world as an addict, but God responds. And so when I put people in that response space in prayer and meditation, it slows down those explosions It allows me to live a a life that really is happy and joyous and free. Um and yes, and I do realize that God's doing something for me that I could not do for myself. And I'm really grateful to be here. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Kendall, right on the dot. Um, and thank you, that was amazing as always. Um, we will now open the meeting for, oops, sorry. We'll now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, uh, sharing in questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to, to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I'll call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer.
3: Okay, Amy B. Thank you. Thank you, Meredith, for your service and Yvonne and everybody else doing service in this meeting, um, including the service of being here, um, part of our collective fellowship and Kendall, um i i'll be honest i'm very very tired tonight and when i heard that you were speaking i just threw some cold water on my face and got to the meeting um you are such a a a, res- a respectful responsible carrier of the message the way that you refer to the book the way that you take us through the steps the way that you uh with humility and willingness you cite examples from your own life i am just very very grateful always to hear you talk about your program Um, several things stuck out for me tonight um The one that's that's keeping in my head is when you talked about people pleasing, being manipulative and how my relationships have been transactional. And I literally had an experience literally today, literally today where I was talking to a fellow about um, just people in my life who I care for and show up in service for. And I had a little moment where I was like, oh, it would have been nice if they had. And and I was like, you know what? I, I literally, I said it out loud. And then I said, I hear that coming out of my mouth and it feels so transactional to me. And I did not show up for them so that they would show up for me. And I I, I would not have any of that recognition without this program. Like it wouldn't, as it came out of my mouth, I heard it. And that too, just in terms of testimony to how this program works, it still comes to my mind. It still comes out of my mouth sometimes, but I hear it and I recognize that that's not aligned with what I said in step three was how I agreed that I was going to try best as I could and perfectly to live my life. Um, And thankfully, I did not reach out to any of these, either of those people and say, hey, I thought maybe you would, uh, you know, know that I needed X, Y and Z. I did not, as a matter of fact. And I, I, (laughs) uh, as it turns out, God gave me an opportunity to support them again one more time today. And I did it with With true gratitude on my heart, for the opportunity to sort of make that living amends, just in terms of my own relationships and how I want to show up. That's my time, Kendall. Thank you so so much. Good to see you all. i I look forward to hearing from everybody.
0: Thank you, Amy. It's Leslie
4: Kay. <laughs> Are you there, Leslie? Yes, hi. My there's my hand. hi. um i'm in a I'm in a blackout or whatever they call it, a power outage on vacation. So it's been quite a day. But thank you, Kendall, so much. I, you know, I when we had uh, the issues with the power and the issues with the hosting and all the issues that came up before the meeting, and Meredith and Yvonne, thank you so much for stepping up. I said to I said to Meredith, you know, um, we're going to, we're going to be okay. This was before my power outage. Well, I said, we're going to be okay. The meeting will go on and the, and the positions will be filled and everything's going to be okay. And then my power went out and the powerlessness that I felt at that moment was uh, amazing. So I took my blood pressure. <laughs> because I thought, I'm going to lose my shit. You know, this is, this is too much. And, uh, and my blood pressure was fine. It was fine. It was low, actually. So um, what I want to say about the ninth step, well, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. You know, holy Moses. I'm just so grateful for the promises at the end. The ninth step promises kept me coming back because of the rigors of the the steps that I had just completed. And Kendall, you really brought into focus for me um, the importance of really going to any lengths to make the amends to the best of my ability and to continue to keep my side of the street clean for years and years, not just one, one and done. It's, this is an ongoing process. I I have amends that I need to make all the time. And I try to the best of my ability to keep my side of the street as squeaky clean as I can. Um, so yeah, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful community. All the people who suit up in when when we need them. And I believe that every position will be filled For the month of February, because that's how it works. It just works, right? When I work it, it works. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share, Meredith.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Leslie. Rachel, why share with
5: us, please? Hi everybody, I hope you can hear me okay. Sometimes my internet gets weird. Um, Rachel, compulsive overeater and restrictor Kendall I'm on 26 today of abstinence and I've seen your name come up and I just need you um answer who's no nonsense and I love him much. Uh, he said to me when I was doing step work this week to keep it simple and I was conflating <laughs> convoluting um I was finding these weird connections in the work I was doing like overthinking and I just needed that like just nudge like keep it simple like I almost feel like saying keep it simple stupid um because you know trying to figure out step two and now I'm going into step three and just like really overthinking it and it's like so simple and the program is so simple and we read those words this week and I just wanted to thank you for echoing that and also um something he said um in a sh- share that made me reach out to him was about people pleasing is um, manipulation and that like cut me so hard because I always thought people pleasing was like the service I was doing for everybody. I'm such a good person because I'm doing what they want me to do. And like, you have that. So like, that is like a phenomenal, um, epiphany for me. And I just thank you for echoing that. And I can't wait to re-listen to this and take notes because there was a lot of strength and hope for me from you. So thank you so much for being here Kendall and I'm glad that I finally got to meet you after all the things I've heard. Thank you very much and I'll Thank you
0: Rachel. Joe, would you share with us please?
6: Hi, I'm Joe, i a compulsive overeater. Um I've been to this meeting in a while. This meeting is was uh, i learned so much great stuff in this meeting and I haven't had a ch- I've been doing a meeting a day but I've been doing a lot of different kinds of meetings. And like the speaker, I have discovered in doing the steps that there are other fellowships that I need. So I sometimes go to other kinds of meetings. But I heard this thing in a meeting not long ago that relates that made me that it brought was brought to my mind when I was listening to Kendall speak. And that is that somebody said that when we're in our addiction, we're not following our true values. We're not who we truly are. And that when we go through the steps and we get and we put all of our character defects on the table and we make amends to people that we clear this pipeline. He said it was like the draino of the soul, which I thought was pretty funny, um, to get back to who we really are. And it made me think about who I really was before I grew decades worth of barnacles of you know, cynicism and hurt and pain and anger and all this different stuff. And I was a completely different person in terms of what my values were and what I wanted out of life. And it was really such a clear insight into what I'd left behind with decades of addiction. And um, one of the things I realized in writing my steps, my fourth and fifth steps was that I was a bully like I always thought of myself as the person that was bullied. And that, and then I realized that very early on, I did this defensive behavior where I'm going to get a zinger on you before you have a chance to get one on me. And that, and I realized that people were you know would avoid me for that reason that 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 is not a pleasing behavior it might be funny for a minute but it's kind of you know it's it's very telling about who you are and that can you made me think of that too um this was really really helpful i am um i just can't believe how much i've learned in going through the steps i finished going through the steps with my sponsor in december and i just it's amazing the insights I've gotten and the little epiphanies and there's some big epiphanies I've gotten. And I just, I still don't understand why this program works. I don't need to understand why this program works. I just know it does. I'm very grateful to be here. Thanks for letting me share.
4: Well,
0: thank you, Joe. I was just gonna jump in here. Um, it's just um, Meredith, um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I just, it's wild to me how, you know, these themes kind of just show up in your life. And just last night on my inventory, the question, is there anything, I forget exactly that you, you should, you should tell somebody that you haven't, I don't know, is there something you haven't told someone or that you should. And um I just thought, yeah, you know, I still have amends to make. And I um I didn't conscious, I, I haven't even been saying I'm not gonna do that, or and I haven't even thought I was scared to make them. It's just uh I've been procrastinating and which is also another thing that it's led me to find another um, program that I have to do, Um, which you said, Kendall, was angering. I, um, I had emotions, anger wasn't one of them. I was afraid to think that this could be me. And I heard somebody say the other day, I, could, I was afraid that I couldn't trust myself anymore. And that was really scary. That's what I identified with as well. Um, and then I started looking at it, like you said, too. Um, as a gift, it really is an opportunity to go deeper. Um, I mean... If you've got something, there's a program for it. Thank God, really. So why would I not accept that opportunity um, to be better? And then somebody I heard say, which is similar to a previous share, um, it it's a journey to remember who I was before X, Y, and Z took a hold of, uh, or until... Sorry, a journey to remember who I was before whatever to told me who I was supposed to be. Um, wow. Um, so here we go. I'm just jumping in it again, and this fellowship is the greatest. I'm just the love and support across the board. Um, is has been just amazing and sustaining i'll pass thanks claudine
2: share with us hi i'm claudine um recover compulsive eater Kindle. thank you um i too really enjoy it when you share and i would support a radio program you sound like a dj like a really smooth talking great voice um anyway um I, I love that one of the things you started at the beginning with was remember it was agreed at the beginning that we would go to any lengths. I don't ever remember that, ever. I, I forget all the time that I agreed to that. And I love being reminded of that because I did. I did say that I would do that. And I want to do that. Doing unto others that had been done to me. And um, just like someone else shared about bullying and um, I have lived a great deal of my life doing that. And it's just all out of, you know, thinking that I've got to harm people because I've been harmed. And this program has been such freedom from that. I mean, just, you know, just learning to stay in my lane and have the thought of, you know, if I take a picture of that situation, am I in it? I'm not even in the picture. So I don't need to insert myself or, or prove anything. I mean, that's, that's another great reminder. And I love, love, love that you talked about um, amends that you were unwilling to make, but just the faithfulness of God to continue to lean in on you and not let you forget it. I mean, he just does not let up in the very best way possible and we can't get away with it. He loves us too much for that. And so I, you know, when I was first going through the steps of step six, and I got to that and it was the hardest step for me. Cause I really, I would call people and say, how are you friends with me? I, my defects are so bad. Why do you even like me? And, and I thought, I really thought, okay, he, you know, I gave them to him. They're going to be gone. It was like, I woke up the next day and it was like, they're still there. What am I going to do? and, I took it all so seriously, like it had to be right then. And I did the same thing about ninth. I have to believe that God is faithful to point out what still needs to be done. And he does. And it, and so I just love that you shared that it wasn't a, It this is a marathon. It is, it lasts forever. And we just are in it. It's not going to be, it's not an overnight deal. So, and just like I'm sure other people too have mentioned, God has leaned in on me in a, in a, another program on, you know, money. I just, that is a huge thing for me. And he's just shown me in the gentlest, um, toughest way that it's, it's just another layer where he wants to grow me. And I, and I know it'll be great. And I, boy, I hate it Hot time. But I'm it'll be good. So thanks, I'll pass. Thank
0: you, Claudine. Um, We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.